Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Grief with Grace for Grieving Moms podcast. As I record this, we have just flipped the calendar to November. Can you believe that it's already November? There's a lot of energy in the world right now with the full moon this weekend, Halloween, of course, COVID's still going on, and we have the election in the United States on Tuesday, on the day that this episode drops. So I would invite you all to join me in praying for a peaceful election and peaceful um, post-election world. I think that's the best way to describe it. And I'm going to set the intention that the highest good of all comes out of this and that we can all take a deep breath and move forward into the holiday season. So before we start today's episode, I want to give a shout out to a listener who left a lovely review for the podcast. And this comes from Izzy's mom, Alicia. And she wrote, Lori has such a beautiful and encouraging energy about her when she shares her tools with grieving moms. I love that she walks this journey right along our side as she talks about grieving with grace and finding tools that work for each of us. Thank you, Lori, for your beautiful work and support for all of us. Thank you, Alicia. Your words touch me deeply because that's why I'm doing this. This isn't about me. My intention for this podcast and in my work with other moms is to share what I've learned and done over the course of my life to really help other moms on this path. You know, I never would have imagined that all of what I've learned and done would lead me to this place or was preparing me for this. I mean, even at the beginning of this year, when I started thinking about doing this podcast, I didn't realize that all of my paralegal work over the past 30 years had been helping people through the grief of divorce. So I've been helping people deal with grief of one form or another most of my adult life. I'm just grateful that I had such a solid foundation when Greg left this life and I can now use all of that to help other moms. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Over the past, um, I guess it's been about a month now, I've been having conversations with some other grieving moms from my Facebook group, um, a couple that I know in person, in real life as they call it these days. Um, and one of the things that we've talked about were, were the things that people say to us that trigger or upset us or push our buttons. And you know what I'm talking about. Call them cliches or platitudes. Um, I saw a lot of comments about these things early on in my grief journey last year in Facebook groups that I was in. So I thought I would take a few of the ones that seem to cause the most upset. They seem to be the most common and see if I can offer some reframes for some of them or 
or explain why they hit us in the wrong way. So I took a broad sample from the conversations that I had and what other moms shared with me. Now, before I get into them, let me first say that I truly believe that 99.9% of people say things from a good place. They're trying to be helpful, to offer some words of comfort to us. They don't know what to say. So sometimes what they say comes out sideways. It comes out wrong to us. Often they don't realize that their words either fall flat or that they might be doing more harm than good. But I do always try to remember that most people do come from a good place. All right, so let's jump in here. The first one that comes up is, everything happens for a reason. Please do not ever say that to a grieving mother, really. She will never understand from a human level why her child left this life. I don't care how you try to rationalize it. You know, people say things like, well, your child's no longer in pain or suffering or whatever. That might be true for an elderly person that's lived a good long life and who's dealing with a multitude of health issues and is no longer really living but simply existing due to those health issues. But no mother will ever believe that. Even if her child did have health or or addiction issues or, or anything else, because here's a little secret. As long as a child is alive, that mother has hope and an expectation that her child will continue to live and will get better. Now, what is true in my experience is that we must find a reason to continue living a full and purposeful life after our child goes to spirit. A reason to get up and face each new day with courage and resolve that we never knew we had. So that reframe isn't really for the people speaking to us. It's about how we perceive that comment. Okay, here's one that someone said the afternoon that Greg left this life. God must have needed another angel. Yeah, no, just no. I wanted to look at this person and say, are you kidding me right now? See, here's the problem with this. Say that to a mother whose child is in heaven and she's going to want to scream, so why my child? Or something similar to that. First of all, humans do not become angels in the spirit realm. A lot of people have a misunderstanding about that. Angels are angelic beings that have never lived a human life. And God, or whatever your definition or version or vision of God is, God has all the angels that he or she needs. God does not take anyone from this life because he needs another angel or anything else in heaven or in spirit. So perhaps a kinder thing to say is that they know your child is resting with God and the angels. That can bring some comfort to a mother's broken heart. Okay, this is a good one. At least you have, fill in the blank here, other children another child, grandchildren, whatever. I've heard other moms respond to this with something like, so which one of your children would you be willing to give up? Anyone that has children knows or should know that each child is unique and special and precious. One child doesn't replace another child. And each child is a piece of us. 
it's like pieces of a puzzle. If a piece of a puzzle gets lost, the puzzle is never complete. So it is with a mother with a child in heaven, whether she has no other children in this life or one other child or two other children or 12 other children. A child isn't like a wallet that you lose and you can go to the store and buy a replacement. I honestly couldn't come up with a reframe for this one. If anyone has any suggestions, please send them to me. But that one just, I don't know that there is another way to reframe that. Now, another one that's sort of similar to that one is, at least you had five years, 12 years, 29 years, however many years, with him or her. Every single mother gives birth to her child with the expectation that her child will outlive her. So I don't care if your child lived for 10 minutes, 10 years, 50 years or more. If you outlive your child, you've been cheated out of time you expected to have with that child. So perhaps another way of saying this would be, I know that you cherish every moment of your child's life. Or, I know how blessed you were to be so-and-so's mom in this life. Now, here's one that I really had to sit with and contemplate for a while. It's one that my recent podcast guest, Jonathan Asley, mentioned, and it's, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry for your loss. In talking to him, I realized that when many people hear this, they feel like, like it's making it about the other person that the grieving mom is now responsible in some way for the way the other person feels. And here's, here's the thing. I see this as a boundary issue for us, for the griever. I have very clear boundaries. It took me a long time to, to create these boundaries because I didn't used to have them, but I developed them over the course of the time period of about nine or 10 years before Greg left this life. So most of the time, it's easy for me to stay in my own lane and not let other people dump their stuff on me. I mean, truthfully, when people say something like that to me, I just kind of look at them and just let them keep talking. And sometimes I tune them out and go on about my merry way. Um, But I think instead of saying, I'm sorry for your loss, It's better to say, I know there are no words that will help right now, but know that my heart is with you. That way you're expressing love and compassion for the griever instead of potentially making them feel like they're now responsible for your experience in all of this. Okay, let's move to the next one. This is another good one. You should be over it by now. I know that I am highly sensitive and I'm very empathic. I pick up on other people's stuff. Again, boundaries helps me with this in every realm of life. But this one seems extremely painful because as grieving mothers, we know that there is no getting over the loss of your precious child. I think people say this when they're uncomfortable with our grief. And so whether it's been a month or a year or 10 years or however long it's been, other people are uncomfortable with the fact that we are still grieving. Well, what people need to understand is that we are going to grieve the loss of our child the rest of our lives. It, it is part of who we are now. Yes, it shifts and changes over time, but it's always there. 
So instead of saying that, a better question would be, what can I do to help you right now? Because again, regardless of whether it's been a month or a year or two years or 12 years or however long it's been, we always appreciate someone's offer of assistance to us. Now, this next one is one that I heard a lot last year. You're so strong. I think that people misunderstand what they perceive to be strength. The truth is that the last thing we feel is strong. On the inside, we're shattered. In private, we're on the floor sobbing and screaming and raging. I wrote a Facebook post about this on my personal Facebook page last year. I wish I had a copy of it, but I don't. So going from memory, I said something about how this isn't strength. It's love. Love for my precious son that's no longer in this life. Love for my older son that is still in this life. It's love for my grandchildren. It's love. It's resilience. It's courage. It's courage to get up every day and continue living some semblance of a life, one that will never be normal, one that will never be what it once was. It's acknowledging, mm, it's acknowledging the pain that's always present and accepting that pain, not resisting it, not pushing against it, but making a friend of sorts with it instead of an enemy and to choose to continue living with the pain and in spite of it. So instead of telling a grieving mom how strong she is, tell her that you see her, that you see the depth of the love she has for her child. Mention her child's name. That's what, that's what moms want to hear most. If you say her child's name, that is the most beautiful sound in the world to her. Tell her that you see her pain and her sorrow and that you see her love and her courage and her resilience. And one final one is this. Don't let this define you. Of course it's going to define us. Just like our child's birth defined us, their exit from this physical life is also going to define us for the rest of our lives. Every significant event in life defines us. But here's the thing. We get to choose how it defines us, how we continue living our life. Do we choose to be defined as a victim? If that's your choice, make it consciously. Don't just allow yourself to fall into victim energy. Ask yourself why that's your choice. And I say this and I ask this with no judgment, but be curious about your choice. Another option is to live your life. Finding the moments of joy in the everyday that I talk about. Not all day every day, but the small moments each day. Because those small moments add up. Or you might choose to live your life in a way that honors your child's life and legacy in your way. But I invite you to make a conscious choice of how you let this event, this experience, define you and your life. So here's my invitation to you. If someone says something you find hurtful or leaves you shaking your head or makes you downright angry, remember that they're usually coming from a good place. They aren't intentionally trying to hurt you or make you mad. Usually they're simply trying to let you know they care. 
They might not do it in the way that we'd prefer, but it might be the only way they know in the moment. And I invite you to share this episode with others in your life who may have said things to you that hurt you or that made you mad. Maybe it will give them a new perspective on why you were hurt or that you were hurt if they didn't even realize it, because often people don't realize that we're hurt when they say things, some of these things to us. And now here's a little teaser about next week's episode. There's one more phrase that I didn't mention in today's episode. I left it out on purpose. It's a phrase we often hear, and we, everyone has heard it a lot this year due to COVID. It's one that's so common and universal that I feel that it deserves an episode all to itself. But you'll have to come back next week to find out what it is. All right, that's it for this week. And so until next week, I'm sending you so much love and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.